0: You're listening to Khan Podcasts.
1: Podcasts. Professor Avital Gazit of the School of Zoology at Tel Aviv University has won the 2023 Israel Prize for Environmental Sciences and Sustainability Research. The first time ever the prestigious honor has been bestowed in this field. The prize was awarded for his pioneering work in the protection of nature in Israel, especially waterways, and his active civic involvement in promoting conservation. Gazid spoke to reporter Nomi Segel about the progress that has been made, the work that remains to be done, and first commented on his reaction to learning. He was to be awarded the Israel Prize. I was totally surprised. I was I didn't know that I was nominated uh, for this uh, high and prestigious uh, award. Um, yeah, about a year ago, they asked me, "We want to uh, nominate you for this award." But I said, "Leave it alone. I don't want." And uh, I forgot about it. But uh, those who nominated me that I don't, I won't list their names because they want to stay behind. Um, they continued and they succeeded. So I I accept it with all modesty, and appreciate this uh, special prize, which is the first time for the environment and uh, sustainability. And I hope that more will come.
0: Now, this is a field, I would say, that perhaps has um, uh, really expanded in recent years, but can you take us back a little bit to what perhaps drew you first to uh, look in this area of your research?
1: Yes. Okay, let, let's focus on, on water, and in water, let's dive into streams. And I, I will take you to the 60s and 70s. Uh, for instance, the Arcon, um the metropolitan river of the Tel Aviv down region, was uh, polluted, severely polluted, uh, that uh, people didn't want to leave near the Yarkon because of the smell and the mosquitoes. And since then, there was a great change due to the efforts of the Minister of the Environment and the Society for Nature Conservation and other organizations, the Nature and Parks Authority and others, um, which uh, fought for this uh, reclamation uh, of the river. I can tell you that when I started in the late 60s, then I was, Blaming for water for the streams, I got the answer that if the stream wants, let it pay. So this attitude has totally changed. We are in a much better state. However, there is a lot to do. We still cannot swim in our streams. We are polluted beyond being safe for this activity. Nevertheless, there is some optimism that we are along the right lane.
0: In your research, what were the indicators that you began looking at to see how healthy our waterways were?
1: Okay, this is a wonderful question because, you know, when you go to the doctor and he uses a thermometer and he tells you you have a fever and he realizes that something is wrong, um, people thought that uh, if we measure, for instance, oxygen that all organisms needs, or maybe we you know, um, measure the salt content or whatever... Uh, we'll get an answer. However, when you, you use this instrument and measure, you get instantaneous result, but it it reflects the situation at the at the time of measurement. You don't know what was before, um, and the the way to um, to assess the health of aquatic systems, and we talk about streams, is by looking at the societies, the, 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 the communities of the organisms, uh, if you have what we call uh, biological, high biological diversity, meaning uh, high richness of organisms, plants and animals, this is a healthy so- uh, society or community. If you have a few organisms and one or two are dominant, the system is very sick. So we introduced. This was done in other countries, and we followed that and adopted it to our situation, which is not like other in other countries. And perhaps my greatest achievement in, here in Israel was that I introduced the issue of Mediterranean climate streams, which are uh, unique streams in the sense they have an antagonistic seasonal situation, meaning relatively surplus of water in winter and uh, less or minimum water in summer to the point that they may even dry up completely. And this is the the situation of Mediterranean-type stream. There are five Mediterranean climate regions in the world. The Mediterranean um, area where we are is the largest and gave the name to, to this climate, and uh, I went to my colleagues in California, in Berkeley, for sabbatical, and uh, we wanted to uh, restore streams in Israel and California. And we asked ourselves, okay, what are we going to restore? What is What are the characteristics of those streams? And we realized that we don't know. Uh, this is how we came about the uh, Mediterranean climate streams. And one additional character. It's flood, flooding. Uh, people see flooding as something negative that we should take away f- from the stream or anyway uh, it exists because of the trouble it, co- it causes us. But we have to realize that um, flooding is the restart mechanism of Mediterranean climate streams. In winter, it washes everything, including animals that are being washed, uh, washed. and uh, plants. Nevertheless, they can uh, restart anew every year. Uh, so, but now we are in our small country, in, in we have a problem because the flooding causes also uh, damage, and uh, people are danger when there, there is flooding. And we not, we must find a solution where, on the one hand, we will have enough flooding for keeping the stream alive, and on the other hand, will not cause damage or uh, endanger people.
0: To some degree, then, also climate change, when we're talking about new severe weather systems, that's certainly something that ties into what your
1: research is. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. What happens is that in our region, uh, the the modelers that that predict what will happen uh, say that we'll have shorter winter, but not necessarily less, amount of rain or rainfall, uh, which means that we will have stronger storms, and the stronger storms will uh, end up with runoff, large runoff, in, 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 and flooding. So uh, the idea now, the code, you know, years ago, biodiversity was a code in the environment. Now the code is nature-based solution, based your solution on nature. Uh, and you will get the best answer. And in this case, um, that we talk about flooding, um, is the uh, what we call flood plains, the regions adjacent to the streams. That when they uh, there is overbank flow following a flood, uh, it the water goes into these areas that we call flood plain. They stay there for week two, and then return to the stream. Uh, when the storm is gone and no harm is done, but we took those uh, floodplains and built buildings, roads, so we are in trouble now. Um, there is a, there are programs uh, around the country to find where we still have some uh, floodplains that we shouldn't build in them, keep them as nature-based solution of uh, sustaining the the flood and, and minimize damage of
0: So there has been an internalization or an integration of conservation concepts in policy and in uh, development, broader development.
1: Yes, yes. The, the uh, people that are responsible for the plans uh, in Israel are taking uh, this into account. There is no more answer if the stream wants water or letting pay. Uh, we know that we are responsible, and by the way, we are not doing any favor to any of the streams; they are giving us much more. We call this uh, uh, ecosystem services ecosystem services are the benefits that we gain from ecosystems and for instance the the uh, if we have a floodplain, it maintains the uh, the flood and diminish any damage effect. Um The streams are restoring themselves by uh, washing stuff out and decomposing uh, organic material that ends up in the stream. So there are natural processes which are done by the biodiversity, by the uh, organisms, plants and animals. So if we, for instance, pollute the stream and the organisms are gone, this mechanism of purifying, self-purification, is uh, hindered and damaged. Are some ecosystems
0: or some um, organisms actually starting to flourish with these changes as well?
1: Yes, yes. There is a very good example in the Archon. There is uh, fish that look like a sardine, but it's not a sardine. And it's a a local, an Israeli species, which is called, the, the, the Latin name is not that important, but it says something, it's called a Cantobrama tel avivensis. It is named after Tel Aviv. And it's, it is only in our country this fish is found. And uh, it almost disappeared from their cone because their cone was terribly polluted. But after years of restoration and cleaning, it came back. But unfortunately, we have an inherent problem that the um, water treatment factories that we have sometimes fail. When they fail, the untreated sewage runs down in channels and end up in the stream because all aquatic systems are always the lowest place in the environment. So they always are exposed to uh, the actions we perform on land. And this happens quite often. So we can invest, put a lot of money in restoration and one accident and failure of the system, and you go back again.
0: You mentioned some of the progress. You mentioned some of uh, the remaining challenges. What, in your view, or what uh, challenges, outstanding challenges, concern you the most? Are there some issues that you feel.
1: Yes, yes. I will illustrate this by talking more of the macro. We have two contrasting processes which are related one is increasing population which we we are uh, in the developed uh, countries the oecd we are the with the largest rate of growth of the population five times the growth in europe and uh, we lose every year an area which is equal to the city of Natania, almost 30 square kilometers every year. Now, the land is diminishing. The population is increasing. So we have pressure on the environment on one hand and less land to take it. So uh, this is something we will have to give an answer to uh, before we'll find ourselves uh, unable to have quality life in this small country.
0: Well, it certainly is a challenge when, as you mentioned, we're dealing with certain finite issues. Um, what kinds of solutions could be on the horizon
1: for that? Uh, first of all, uh, I would say something that not all people like to hear. We, we have to lower the rate of growth of the population. Uh, even if we stop today, and uh, let's say we have two children per family We will still continue to increase because the process of increasing, um, uh, lowering it, takes a long time. And within 20 to 25 to 30 years, we will double the population. And if we have problems on the roads now, it will be uh, twice as bad and even tripled uh, in in 20 to 30 years. So we must do something. um, We don't... uh, People don't love listening to such an advice, which means don't tell me how many children I should have. But we have no choice. The we, we, the country is not increasing, is not inflating. And uh, people say, okay, what is, what is the connection between land and water? Now, there is a very strong connection because the rivers are the product of the land. The rain falls on land and in, infiltrates, and feed the springs, and the springs feed the streams. Uh, This is one side. The other side is that we have runoff. The runoff ends up in the stream. And I already mentioned that we need very much the floods and runoff to wash the streams. So there is a relationship, strong relationship between land and water everywhere, especially in our small country.